from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. You're going to go out into the ocean. Uh, yeah, I know how to swim, but I'm also going to carry a life vest. It's the same. I'm going to be looked at as a threat regardless. And me just overall wanting to feel safer. I'd rather be a legally educated uh, gun owner than to walk around without one. But since they are in the home, um, it's something that was important to us. I've heard some nightmare stories, and most of the nightmare stories that came out of St. Louis have come from people who are not responsible gun owners. I don't believe everybody should own a gun. I believe educated, responsible people should own firearms. I'm Jeremy Goodman. The rate of gun ownership has soared during the pandemic, and that includes African-Americans who want information and training about being a responsible gun owner. Joining me in studio to talk about it is Chris Randall. He's a retired Marine and veteran of the Iraq War. He was also a police officer in St. Louis County for nine years, and he founded Raider Defense Group. That's a firm that provides gun safety training. And in a little bit, we're also going to talk with one of his clients. Chris Randall of Raider Defense Group, welcome to the program. Hi, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. Um, we're, we're glad to have you. Can you tell me a bit about, about this organization, Raider Defense Group, and where it came from? What motivated you to get this going? So Raider Defense Group was really born out of um, just me trying to help my friends and family you know, become safe and uh, be safe gun owners. And, uh, you know, all the way up until 2020, um, I was everybody's neighborhood gun guy. Mm. And I was the friend with the, that has the guns or that, the friend that knows how to shoot the, the, the Marine, the, you know, the cop, former cop. And um, when somebody wanted to go to the range, hey, I got this gun, can, can you show me around it? And I was like, yeah, then I had a problem. I was already going to the range. You know, I had a membership, and I was already going to be there. But then um, all the events of 2020 with uh, the craziness of the politics and, uh, and the pandemic and uh, the ongoing violence against uh, unarmed black men and black families, um, it caused this rush to all of these people. All of, A lot of my friends and family were starting to um, – go out and buy firearms mm. and it, it just came to a point where it was like okay um how can i make this make sense uh where it's not fiscally hurting my pockets but i can also help those around me and so i ended up you know starting this uh, firm and and to and, and wanted to formally protect and train um those within my network and those within my, my uh, social groups and outside of my social groups. It was a way for me to continue to protect um, and, and serve my community in a different way. Mm-hmm. And just by empowering and educating uh, these people around me to be safe with, around the firearms. Yeah. Well, with your professional background and personal mm-hmm. background, um, let me ask, how, how is gun ownership in this country experienced differently by African-Americans compared to white people with guns? Well, you know, um, there's just, just been a systemic separation of um, Second Amendment to a culture from um, the black community than any other community that, that exists uh, in America. 
um, it's it's caused this um, interaction where it's just taught as culturally with within black families in the black community that guns are bad, stay away from guns, and it's pressed not only from outside cultures and outside communities, from the law enforcement community to um, media and just influence, but also internally that that message is reinforced where it's not reinforced and it's not stated that way in any other culture except for ours. And um, those negative reinforcements are only um, made uh, you know, solid and, and cemented through uh, not just the killing of unarmed black men, but also just the uh, the media and the stories that are perpetuated around gun ownership within black families and within the black community. Um, you know, we're incarcerated at higher rates. We're prosecuted, at, you know, mm-hmm. totally differently. We're handled totally differently when you know firearms are a part of our situation, and it's just caused this negative connotation around gun ownership as a black person. Mm. And it's either you accept that this is the way things are going to be for you because you are black uh, or you educate and you fight against that and that stigma. And I think we fight against a lot of stigmas as black people. Mm -hmm. And this is just one that I'm, you know, choosing to raise my hand and step into the fight on. Yeah. You mentioned the the shooting of, of unarmed black men. Uh, we know that systemic racism has created a situation where black Americans, black St. Louisans are more likely to be stopped by, by a police officer for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. And being unarmed mm-hmm. is, is not, does not guarantee one's safety Absolutely. in that kind of an encounter. Absolutely. So if that's a situation, what happens when you add a legally obtained gun into that mm-hmm. situation? Is it more dangerous to walk around with a fully licensed legal gun if you're a black man in America? It's dangerous regardless. Yeah. You know, I, it's <laughs> it's it's dangerous regardless. And the I don't know, one of the ways I can kind of look at it is like, you know, you're going to go out into the ocean. Uh, yeah, I know how to swim, but I'm also going to carry a life vest. Right. And it's like, it, it, am I going to survive 100 days in the ocean without I have a life vest on or not? Probably not, but I'd rather have one on me. Mm. And so it's the same method is like i'm going to be looked at as a threat regardless if i have a gun on me or not but i'd rather be a legally educated uh gun owner than to walk around without one Mm. because it's whatever is going to happen is going to happen regardless uh in a moment i want to bring in to the conversation someone who's been through your training what what do you what kind of training do you offer what do you do so um i provide no i provide a, a a series of services between basic uh uh, uh, CCW classes, CCWs, concealed carry weapons uh, licensing okay. uh, instruction uh, that is required by the state of Missouri uh, to observe uh, to obtain your um, concealed carry license, um, which is really the the lowest level of training th- that exists. It's just the government's way, you know, the state's way to uh, legally say that you have heard this period of instruction and a legally certified instructor is observe you um, in a range environment, execute these uh, safety rules, yep. and you can put you know 20 rounds into a target. Um, but the more uh, uh, 
substantial training that I provide is the one-on-one services, uh, do in-home training, uh, where I provide uh, lessons in the home on basic firearm safety, uh, basic firearms maintenance, um, and the ABCs of um, uh, weapon weapon ownership, whether the, whatever platform that, that you're firing on, whether it's the a handgun pistol platform, a shotgun platform, or a rifle platform. I provide the basic instruction uh, in the home, and then we take it to a range, and we apply all those principles, the, the classroom uh, essentially portion of the lessons that we learned in the home, and we apply them live fire on the range. And then uh, I really look at it as like a uh, like a personal trainer for firearms. And so, you know, there's you can buy a gun, and you can go out to a range, you can figure it out, and that's great, and that's what you want to do. That's just like you, if you want to lose some weight, Go get a membership at Lifetime Fitness and go work out. But you're going to get closer to your goals if you hire a personal trainer to uh, help guide you along that process. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what I what I do. I, and I'm it like, sounds like this is I'm sorry, this is training that someone might not have to go through otherwise. Oh yeah, no, this is this is all optional. I mean, you know, and even. The state of Missouri, you know, you don't even need a concealed carry license anymore uh, to carry a weapon concealed. Um, you can carry one, and we, if you obtain a concealed carry license in the state of Missouri, it actually gives you reciprocity in you know, 42 states um, to conce- uh, conceal carry your firearm uh, in other states. So while you travel and, and are outside of Missouri, you can still legally carry your firearm, which is good. Um, if you don't have a concealed carry license, then you're only, you know, you can stay within Missouri and you can co- uh, conceal carry your weapon. But there's a lot of rules and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff you need to learn that you need to know if you're going to be a safe and educated gun ownership. Because that's the difference. Being a responsible gun owner is about having all of those pieces um, and, and more than anything else, the education. But what people don't understand about gun ownership, people think that, oh, I went to a class one time. I went through my concealed carry le- uh, license and I'm good to go. I never have to go through any type of training ever again. Uh, because... You're saying that's not the case. That is the opposite of the case. Uh, When you get a driver's license, yeah, you go through a driver's license test and maybe you sit through maybe a driver's education class when you're in high school. And then it's like you never you never go through any type of former driving education again because you drive every day. You get that that training and you get those reps in and how to be a safe driver every day. Uh, People don't do that with firearms, you know, and so being a responsible gun over gun owner means maintaining your weapon that means going through additional training that means going to the range early and often police officers have to <laughs> are required to go to the, uh, fire their weapon once a quarter like and it's usually an insignificant amount of rounds it's not really training it's just i'm making sure that the gun still works and improving to somebody that i can shoot a target at a minimal distance um but the actual going to the range to qualify that happens once a year yeah so it's like you know, to, shooting is a skill that you know that that dissolves. It's, it's, it, that if you don't use it, you're going to lose you it. You need to keep it up. Absolutely, and and that's the part about gun ownership. People always always lose that. It's just I can do this one time and I'm good. Where it's actually the opposite. You need yeah. to have continual training. Your, your all responsibility the time. Mm-hmm. to be a safe gun owner continues. Absolutely, it didn't end when you were handed a piece absolutely. of paper. Absolutely. Right. We have a guest on the phone. Um, she is from St. Louis, uh, and she has been through your training, Erica Anderson. Excuse me, Erica Alexander. Erica, thanks so much for, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So tell me, what was your experience <laughs> with, with, with this whole program with Raider Defense Group? Uh, how did, why did you pick up the phone and get involved in the first place? 
Um, well, I had never really thought about it. it. It was never, ever something that I even thought about. You know, I never grew up around guns. I didn't touch guns before um, my course and training. That was my first time shooting. So, but my deciding factor was a lot of violence that's around in my area and me just overall wanting to feel safer. Um, I mean, there's nothing that is guaranteed, but just a, a little safety for me. Mm-hmm. And so did you, you also had some training for other people in your family? No, never, ever. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you live with, with a child, is that right? Yes, I do. Yep. Uh, a young adult now, yeah. Okay. Uh, did you <laughs> tell your friends that you were thinking about buying a gun, and, and what kind of response did you get? I did. A lot of my friends are, are not pro-gun um, in the home, definitely, and um, more importantly, not to carry on their person. It's like, why are you doing this? You're going to make yourself a target. Um, so it was not a lot of welcoming comments, um, but, you know, just based off of uh, Chris explaining how everything worked, I felt more comfortable um, with being even able to explain it to my friends and then, you know, further explain why I think they should, you know, if not with Chris, but just for themselves, just for the, the safety. When you When you did this training, were you with anybody else? Yes. Uh, my partner and daughter. Okay. And uh, so your daughter your daughter received this training as well. What did she think of it? Uh, she She's afraid of guns, <laughs> but since they are in the home, um, it's something that was important to us so that if she ever were to need to protect herself in that manner, uh, she has the training to do so and feel comfortable, but she's not a carrier or anything like that. Okay. Well, how do you feel about things now? If, how do I, I feel mean, if, about if it? If you, you got into this because you didn't feel safe, you said, uh, has right. that changed at all? Absolutely. Uh, training, um, education first. Um, so just a whole education piece, um, just brightening my horizon on that. And then secondly, the actual training just to get more comfortable. Uh, like Chris mentioned, getting a driver's license, oh, I can pass a test, but how am I going to handle this? Um, you know, how am I going to handle maintenance? How am I going to handle, um, you know, a jam? How am I going to handle different things? Um, if someone's off in a distance that I mm, could take as a threat or not, but how am I going to handle these situations? So definitely I feel, you know, 100% more comfortable. So some of that training, Chris, is about not just the, the specifics of handling firearms, but knowing when and why and how to use it or not use it. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, and, and I, uh, I have a lot of analogies when it comes to, you know, firearm usage, but it's like the operation and in, in, in the carrying of the firearm, that's that's one thing to learn. It's like when you start a, a new job or, you, you know, say you start a new job at Taco Bell, you know, it's going to be really difficult to figure out how to make that burrito. You're going to be real. You got to think about how to, I need to grab this lettuce. I need to grab this beef. But then after maybe a week or two weeks, you're going to blindly make that burrito and talk about your plans on a weekend. And that's kind of how you have to be able to operate and use firearms. The inherent skill of shooting has to be 
there. It has to be drilled in. It has to be something that you can't think about because what your brain has to process is, am I justified to make this shooting? Am I... Am I in the right? Am I in the yeah. wrong? Should I be retreating? Should I be advancing? You know, should I be taking cover? Your brain has to think about something else. The actual skill of putting in a well-placed shot and pulling that trigger and making the decision to pull that trigger, your brain has to be focused on that and not actually on the skill of shooting. And so, and, and that's, we we drill in, we, we, we lay down a skill set and then after we've drilled in the skill set, now we're talking about are you legally justified? What are the ramifications if you pull this trigger? There's been an, an assumption under a lot of this conversation, I think, that uh, having a gun means that you're more safe. And and I'm not sure that that's always the case. And I, I want to, Erica, give you a chance to answer this if you'd like and also Chris. But statistics do tell us that when you bring a gun into the home – it is more likely to injure someone who lives there than an intruder. And those numbers are not ambiguous. That's been shown all the time. Excuse me, that's been shown through many, many different studies. How do you beat the odds there and make this weapon something that is protecting you rather than endangering you? Well, I, for me, um, responsible gun ownership is not just about you know, everything we've talked about thus far, but mainly... Ed- education comes around how to safely keep that firearm because to the numbers around that are coming from, uh, I say more, more, more often than not, if I had the opportunity to check and recheck those numbers against persons who are just not educated, not educated and complacent in the actions of how and where they keep their firearms. Um, I've heard some nightmare stories. And most of the nightmare stories that have came out of St. Louis have come from people who are not responsible gun owners. Leaving it unlocked. Yes, That's leaving it unlocked, leaving it accessible, leaving it. Uh, and then not only that, all of those pieces, plus just not being educated on the basic tenets of firearm ownership. And if you're not, if you, and when I talk about gun ownership, I'm not just talking about everybody. Should, I don't believe everybody should own a gun. I believe educated responsible people should own firearms. And there, therein lies the difference. Because if everybody owns firearms, oh, everybody's not educated. I don't think everybody should drive. I don't think everybody mm. should be a radio show host. There's just certain things that everybody shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And you know, unless you go through the processes of get, taking that time, taking that training, taking, gaining that experience, then you earn the right you know, and and just like in everything else, I think we we all earn the right to read. We all earn the right to you know vote. We you know those rights and privileges. You know, and all those rights and privileges should be one and the same. And so, yeah. Erica, would you, would you like to speak to that? Were you can were you worried about bringing a gun into the home? Originally, um, yes. Um, after education, after training. No, I feel you know very comfortable with having my firearm um, in my home with my daughter. I feel comfortable with it. What what changed over over the time you've been thinking about it? Um, I mean, just really the the training. Um, you know how to check to make sure. Although you may drop uh, drop or um, you know just checking to make sure that there's not a bullet in the train or um, or you know even if you. You know, it's just the training. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, did you 
discover that you maybe had some misconceptions about just what this was all about once you, once you did have the training and did own a firearm? Yes. Um, it's, uh, the biggest thing um, would be that gun ownership, responsible gun ownership is not a bad thing. It's not a negative you know, it is for the protection, um, and it, it it's a it could be a, a, a save you, you know, from you know life or death. It it literally can save your life. Mm-hmm. Chris, uh, how many people have you have you trained? Probably uh, somewhere north of seventy five clients. Okay. Yeah, since. Um, is this your full-time no, occupation no, right now? Not, no, yeah, not my full-time. It's just a part-time deal, and, you know, it, it ebbs and flows. Some, sometimes it's heavy, sometimes it's light, and uh, I, I do it for fun. So it's, it's not necessarily uh, something that's needed, but, yeah. Okay. And I, th- I think your point is well taken a few moments ago that uh, gun ownership isn't for everyone. Yeah. And, there, I mean, there are statistics that can bear this out. Abusers are much more likely to use that weapon to, to hurt their victim than if they don't have it present. Absolutely. Um, but there are ways to have it be safe in the home, have it be locked. Uh, and, that, you know, it's a... Yeah, absolutely. You know, every... I think uh, you earn the right to gun ownership. I think as, as Americans, we all have the right. We all have the, 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 we all have the right to exercise this right. I think that's the difference, you know, having the right to exercise this right. It's like we all have the different rights that we get to exercise. And, but once you go through a, you gain a level of education, you gain a level of experience, and then, okay, now I can safely operate, safely handle, manage, protect, keep, store this firearm. And so um, and I think that's the most important thing and, and having a, and being a firearm owner. We, we do have to stop there. Thanks so much. This is a really interesting conversation. I want to thank Chris Randall, founder of Raider Defense Group, and thank you to one of his clients joining us on the phone, Eric Alexander. This episode was produced by Maya Norfleet. Our audio engineer is Aaron Doerr. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.